This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Golden Edge Podcast is sponsored by SDN Sports from Station Casinos. SDN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. Sign up today and get a new sign-up bonus of up to $50. What is up, hockey fans? This is the Golden Edge Podcast, the podcast where the Las Vegas Review Journal talks about hockey and a lot of other stuff. Uh, I am Ben Ghost, sequestered in my Henderson home right now, and uh, joining me on the phone are my colleagues Dave Shane and Adam Hill. Uh, Guys, how are you doing on this fine Wednesday afternoon? Well, I'm good. I'm glad that we're practicing good social distancing here, Ben. We're being very responsible. Yeah, I'm very happy to keep my social distance from you. Not going to lie. This should always be the case, but in these times, then definitely I think we're, we're doing the right thing. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope everyone out there is listening to this, is being safe and healthy, and is washing their hands. Uh, before we get started, I just want to remind everyone that the Golden Edge podcast is Sponsored by SDN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. Today we are presented by Untucket. Uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, whatever you do with podcasts, do for this podcast. Also check out all our work at reviewjournal.com. We'll talk about it uh, in a little bit, but we're still churning out content despite no hockey games to watch as everyone is sequestered because of the coronavirus. And because of that, because we're kind of just churning out whatever we can think of at the moment. Uh, if you guys have any podcasts or story ideas for us, things you'd like for us to do over these next couple of weeks or write about, uh, feel free to email us. You can find the, our emails at any one of our stories at refugeon.com. Find us on Twitter. I'm at Ben S. Goats, G-O-T-Z. He's at Adam Hill, L-V-R-J. He's at David Shane, L-V-R-J. We'd love to hear from you guys because we're kind of figuring this out on the go, just like I assume so many people. All right now, I mean, it's a crazy time that we're all living in, but we hope that by doing this podcast and keeping up our stories that we can all kind of get through this together. Um, So, guys, we haven't actually kind of gotten together to talk since about six days ago where we did an emergency podcast and basically everything uh, was hitting the fan. So, uh, Dave, I'll start with you. What have the last six days been like for you? Boring. Sorry, but boring. I had a doctor's appointment today that I went to, and other than that, I've been sitting at home watching a whole lot of Netflix and trying to get a hold of people and haven't got a whole lot of response. So Yeah, definitely. It's been just super weird just being at home for, you know, this amount of time. Uh, Adam, what what are your past uh, couple days been like? 
I don't know, I actually played golf for the first time in a long time the other day. I felt like it was a good time to be on the course and be away from everybody because nobody else was there. So I could uh, safely social distance out there. And you know, yesterday, for those, you know, I know a lot of our listeners are here in Vegas, but for other people around, it was one of the weirdest days you know, in Las Vegas history, just the way that, you know, the governor makes an announcement and, and says, you know, all non-essential businesses have to shut down, all casinos have to be closed by midnight. and you know, I was around kind of doing some reporting on things that were going on around town and people, you know, trying to get supplies to be hunkered down for the next month. And, you know, it's, it's 30 days, but I feel like it's going to seem like six months. It's going to be crazy. And, you know, I hope everybody out there is being responsible. I I know that, uh, you know, it's very difficult. It's going to be tough. As Dave said, he's already getting kind of stir crazy after a couple of days. But, you know, I think let's just try to get through this and, and hopefully these 30 days are, are what we need to try to, you know, get back to some normalcy. Yeah, fingers crossed. And so we should, I mean, probably update people on what normal might end up looking like uh, in the NHL because obviously there's no games happening right now. Uh, players are basically just kind of bunkered down in their respective homes too, like all of us. But there have been some updates trickling out over the last couple of days as to what the NHL and, of course, the Gold Knights within that, their next steps might be. So, yeah, as I mentioned, players are self-quarantining until March 27th. They are free to go to their homes wherever they deem that to be. So, you know, Golden Knights players don't necessarily have to stay in Las Vegas. If they have a home, you know, in their hometown, whether that be in Canada, U.S., even Europe, they're free to go there if that's where they feel more comfortable. Uh, the CDC, as people are probably aware, recommended that mass gatherings not take place for at least eight weeks on Sunday. And so the NHL, when they kind of released an updated timeline, really took that into consideration. So they're having players self-quarantine until March 27th. After that, they can go back to their team facilities in kind of small-ish groups, kind of like they can in the off-season, and get some work or treatment in if they're dealing with injuries. And then about 42-ish days from now, when we're recording on Wednesday, the league is kind of hoping it can start up some sort of training camp period so guys can work back into game shape for about, you know, two-ish weeks. And then after uh, 60-ish days, which would be after the CDC's kind of recommended non-mass gathering period ends, they're hoping that players would be ready to play. Uh, that would be around mid-May, assuming, and this is a obviously a massive assumption given that everything that's happened in the last week or so, that that timeline doesn't get pushed further back any point between now and mid-May. I mean, already uh, Canada's closed its borders to non uh, Canadian citizens, non-U.S. citizens, so that certainly makes it extremely complicated already because that closure would have to be lifted for European players potentially to kind of travel around if the NHL season were to resume. But, um, I mean, is that basically where we're at, Dave? Did I miss anything? I think that's pretty close other than, like, what the players were talking about in the, you know, the, the group proposal that they seem to have taken, or at least we're talking about taking to the NHLPA and then to the NHL, um, which would be kind of a much more delayed, I guess, season where you're talking about a training camp in early July and then maybe finishing some sort of regular season. At the end of July, then having full postseason through August, September, you run your off season in October. And then you pick up in November. I mean, certainly the NHL is going to consider every potential scenario at this point. And obviously, 
you know, it's going to depend on, as they said, world developments and, and what have you. I mean, that player proposal is certainly a much, you know, different timeline than, say, what the NHL talked about and based on, like, the CDC recommendations, which was kind of a 45-day, 60-day. You know, this is, this is much, much further along. They're, they're kind of looking at this as like, well, let's take our summer right now, I think. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what, what kind of all comes of it. I guess how quickly uh, everything, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, dissipates. Yeah, I want to get into that player's proposal in more detail uh, later because I find it really interesting. Uh, sorry to cut you off, Adam, but real quick, I also should mention we have our first uh, – coronavirus positive test in the NHL. Uh, an unnamed Ottawa Senators player has tested positive for the COVID-19 virus uh, as last night. So that was certainly uh, a really interesting development. Um, and then Adam, what else do you have to add about what's going on right now? No, and, and I think, you know, that positive test, it was inevitable. It was going to happen. We know that. I, I do think it's interesting, again, that we have anonymous player from the Ottawa Senators, and I, I haven't seen an update on anything uh, in the last hour or so that we that we learned a name, but uh, it puts people in a weird position with, you know, just not knowing, and then all of a sudden, kind of a, there's like a, a stigma attached to almost everybody on the team. I know I was following this with the Nets in, in basketball, where four players have tested positive, and we know uh, that there's four players, but we don't know who they are, except for one being Kevin Durant, and one of the players uh, was talking this morning about how his apartment building is just everybody is looking at him weird and they're asking him not to be around and uh, they're just treating him as if he's the one, even if he's not. It, it's just, it puts people in a tough position. So uh, it's just really unfortunate to have this stigma. But as far as the, the timeline that Dave was talking about, uh, that's what I was uh, getting at was I, I like the optimism of, you know, 45 days from now trying to get to camp and, uh, try to start right after that and you know maybe 15 days after that but it just feels like this is going more in that direction of july and and you know i think that's a more realistic uh time to start looking and, and i know people are not liking to hear that and i'm sure that there's people that listen to this that want hockey back immediately and want sports back immediately but uh, i think we need to be you know more realistic in our expectations and our outlook it just doesn't feel like we're going to be able to get back to you know, those sorts of things that quickly. I hope that we are. I, I you know, and I, I, like everybody else, I'm, am hopeful that we are, you know, back to normalcy, but I just don't want people to be disappointed if we're not and just, you know, expecting to be right back to things. So uh, that July 1st thing, I know a lot of people yesterday reacted like, what, July? But yeah, I mean, I, I think you need to temper your expectations a little bit. Ever seen an untucked button-down? They look bad. Why? Well, because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. With more than 50 fit combinations, Untuck It shirt looks great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. Now, I kind of fall in the tall and somewhat slim category, you know, like I try to work on my figure. Uh, and these shirts fit me great. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. And their website is so easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. 
Visit untuckit.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. Let's get into kind of some of the stuff that's been thrown out there. So, yeah, as uh, Dave said, it's certainly the most creative proposal, the one that apparently, according to TSN, some high-level players and at least one member of the Board of Governors is talking about is you would, yeah, finish that regular season in July, last August and September, off-season business in October, and then start kind of a condensed season in November. Condensed in as in the schedule would be a little bit more jam-packed because you're not playing games in October, but it's still going to be 82 games because the NHL has made clear that they for sure want the 2020-2021 season to remain unaffected by whatever ends up happening with the rest of this season. They don't want to shorten next season. They want to make sure that that's protected. Um, but under you know the plan that these players and one governor is apparently talking about, um, as Adam mentioned, you get more of a firm timetable instead of you know if we get to mid-May and all of a sudden the CDC extends its recommendation, well then it, you're kind of stuck in the same cycle as we all are in now. So you get a little bit more time certainty, you would think. It would still allow for more revenue to come in, which is part of the reason why these players are proposing it, is they would still get to finish the regular season and still have all these playoff games. So their uh, salaries wouldn't be uh, reduced via escrow next year because they would actually get the hockey-related revenue coming in to allow for that 50-50 uh, balance. Uh, I mentioned some other proposals being thrown out there is either a 20 or 24 team tournament where there's playing games for teams that are kind of on the playoff but those teams like the Detroit Red Wings certainly that are for sure out are definitely going to be out or I've just seen there's going to be a March Madness style bracket where just everyone gets in and we we kind of throw it out there uh, but Dave it certainly sounds like you're kind of more in favor of the, the players idea right now I'm not sure what I'm in favor of to be quite honest only because like there's part of me that that's kind of selfishly like well yeah let's do the 45 day and then the 60 day and then finish the regular season in empty arenas, then that way it's more fair because like some of this stuff I'm looking at it and, and okay, who would the Knights play in the first round? Well, if it's stopped today, Winnipeg based on points, but that's not who it would be based on point percentage. You'd have to look at like Nashville and Vancouver and then Nashville's got a regulation win tiebreaker and things like that. Vancouver, or I'm sorry, Winnipeg wouldn't even be in the playoffs to go on point percentage, and they're the first wild card right now. By .001%. So, like, what's like what's fair at this point? I'm not even sure what you can do other than, I think I'm with, I think I heard Mike McKenna say this yesterday, maybe it was on with you, Adam, or somebody about, just play, if you're going to do the Stanley Cup, make it a seven-game like just when it gets to that point, make sure it's fair. Make sure you're not kind of, I guess, uh, taking away from the luster of the Stanley Cup that if you're awarding it, that you've actually had some kind of tournament that you've determined who's the winner, even if it's, you know, an abbreviated system, whatever it might be, but give it to a seven-game series and make sure that it's like an equitable kind of fair, you know, awarding of the Stanley Cup if you get yeah, Adam, what's your kind of thoughts on all these proposals floating around and which one you think might be the best way to go right now? Yeah, I mean, 
I, I thought I, I was kind of surprised by that player's proposal in that it, it accounted for such a short quote unquote off season in October. I mean, I guess what the, what the, you know, logistics of it would be was that you'd really have your off season right now. Like if you just said right now, we're not going to go until July, then all of a sudden this becomes the de facto off season and you wouldn't really need uh, that same kind of lengthy off season to recover from everything. Although I, I think, you know, once it gets there, the players are going to be like, oh, man, this is a real short turnaround time. But, uh, I mean, that was the part I was I was surprised by. But if they're okay with that, then uh, I think I think I would be okay with that to say, you know, have the full course of the playoffs over two months like it normally would be uh, throughout August and September. And then, you know, you kind of cram in free agency in the draft in, in October and the offseason becomes so short and it, it's – you know, there's no time to kind of forget about hockey like a lot of people often do uh, in the summer. So I think there'd be some benefits to that. I I wouldn't have a huge problem with that. Uh, I think that they're going to maybe look at if they can come back sooner, uh, maybe having like, you know, maybe the first round or the first two rounds being three-game series or five-game series and uh, get to the conference finals and the finals as a seven-game series. I think those kind of things are, are going to be under consideration. Um, I think everything's on the table right now, though. And uh, if you ask me right now what the best I've heard, I would say the players' one makes a lot of sense to me uh, as long as they're cool with it. And if, if they're proposing it, then they should be cool with it. Yeah, that's, I think, the key to me is make sure the players are on board with whatever happens because, obviously, no matter what, whether their offseason ends up happening, like right now under you know the certain players' proposal or way later in the future, depending on what else would happen, just make sure players are going to be able to get some semblance of an offseason to rest their bodies, that they're going to be okay with whatever happens. But even though I think this is all really fun to talk about and speculate on, I mean, we don't know. No one knows right now. And the NHL obviously doesn't know because they're considering a million possibilities right now because no one knows how this is going to play out over the you know coming days, weeks, and, of course, potentially uh, months. Uh, one other topic we should hit about the shutdown right now is, of course, the you know arena worker situation. This has been, for the most part, a really cool story that's been happening throughout the NHL. Uh, most teams have agreed in some way, shape, or form that they're going to pay their arena workers or at least work with kind of government programs to make sure that arena workers are getting some form of compensation, despite the fact that no games are going on, which is great. Obviously, there's a ton of people affected by the shutdown right now, not just arena workers, but, you know, restaurants, small businesses, everything. So the fact that those people are getting some semblance of relief for the most part uh, is great. Uh, Dave, I know you talked um, to Bill Foley about this on the day that the NHL kind of shut it down and uh, he didn't have specifics at the time and we really haven't heard specifics, but the, the intention certainly is there to kind of be a part of this movement, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's just more a matter of the night's kind of Figuring out what sort of plan they they come up with in terms of the part time workers at T Mobile Arena are not, you know, Knights employees. So there's, I would imagine, some logistics and things that have to get worked out. But like you said, and and like Bill Foley told me, I mean, he said everybody's going to be taken care of, that if they have to make financial sacrifices, they will. So I would imagine that at some point here in the near future, the Knights would announce some kind of plan. That they have, I don't think anybody needs to go out and start shaming them for not doing it right now. There's a whole lot of things that need to get figured out and what have you. And I would imagine 
and at least for me, you know, Bill Foley's intentions in his statement right now, at least, you know, for the time being, is, you know, should stand. I mean, they haven't done anything like the other teams where they've come out and said, not going to do this, or we're going to do 3%, or 3% of our workforce is going to get paid, or, you know, they, they haven't had a bad track or anything like that, and I think that's the most important thing our standpoint to them just making sure that when they come out with this that it's right they're doing right by everybody I don't think they've shown at any point in their history you know any kind of track record to not take care of their fans whether it be season ticket stuff whether it be sponsors whether it be employees or anything like that so I would imagine you know sometime in the near future there would be enough yeah so I will obviously be uh, watching and waiting for that. Uh, until then, like I said, we've uh, been trying to keep up content-wise at ReviewJournal.com. Um, right now on the site, we're counting down the top five nights games of the season so far that have happened. Uh, three are already up. Number two will be up shortly, and that will just leave us number one uh, tomorrow. So uh, the season opener, for those of you not keeping up, was number five. The John Merrill forward game was number four, and Flurry's crazy save. Over the Leafs uh, is number three. Uh, Adam, how do you think I'm doing so far ranking these games? Uh, well, obviously, you know, John Merrill forward game to me is number one by far. It's created, you know, one of the one of the great Twitter storylines in Golden Heights history. Uh, but no, I think you're doing a great job, Ben, as everything that you do. Oh, needed that. Really, really, really appreciate that. Did it sound genuine? It, it, it sounded semi-genuine. I could only kind of hear the sarcasm dripping across uh, the line right now since I can't actually see your face. Well, I need, I need maybe some work. Uh, I need to keep my sarcasm uh, sharp through this self-quarantine, you know, self, uh, this social distancing, so I appreciate that. Yeah, and then Dave, I'll ask you, because you've been to, I mean, the most games out of the three of us. What game either that I've talked about or I haven't mentioned yet uh, are you going to remember kind of being at the most from this past season? Well, that's why I'm kind of eager to see what the next two are. I don't know if I'm going to spoil anything or uh, or all that, but... Uh, I, mean, I think people can guess the final two. Yeah? All right. Well, maybe it's different then. I mean, I go back to the Pittsburgh game uh, at Pittsburgh with Flurry shutting out the Penguins, but more than that is they booed him. Now, Penguins fans actually booed Marc-Andre Fleury because they thought he took his mask off on purpose, which, like, of all things, I think it speaks to the fan base and how knowledgeable they are that they would, that they would know such a, you know, a rule, like, in real time and see it happening and know exactly what was going on and kind of how he's trying to get one over. Maybe it's because they know Marc-Andre Fleury as well as they do, but that one certainly stood out. And then, uh, you know, the other one was Ottawa, I guess. We'll see if the, if that one makes the list, it was Boris' first game and Mark Stone's return, and we saw certainly expressive Mark Stone against his uh, even against his former team. He did not do the uh, the soccer player kind of temper the uh, the celebration against the former club. He went all out. So I mean, those are two that just jump out to me. But you know, there was a whole lot this year. Uh, pretty memorable. Uh, pretty memorable season. I mean, the game in Nashville with the. Uh, a point three seconds and then winning it in overtime. Uh, a couple other ones too. Yeah, I will. You know, spoiler alert. I will say that one of the three you just mentioned is definitely going to be 
on the uh, top two of the list. The other two, I would say, would, would have been honorable mentions. But yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, we all know because we lived it. It was a very up and down season from the Knights, which from a storyteller's perspective made it, you know, more dramatic that this is a team that had a lot of expectations. And then there was kind of a fall and then a re rise under, you know, new coach Pete DeBoer. And now we'll see kind of what the final chapter ends up being because. Uh, as we've you know been talking about on that podcast, that's that's very much uh, an open question. Um, but I think we're going to wrap it up there, guys. I appreciate you joining me from your respective bunkers to have some brief hockey talk go on here. Uh, for everyone listening, just please remember to rate, review, subscribe this podcast uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Like I said, if you want to email us, uh, find our emails at reviewjournal.com, where all our content is, or find us on Twitter. Uh, at Ben S. Goat, at Adam Hill LVRJ, and at David Shane LVRJ. And just send us your thoughts, your suggestions, whatever you would like to see us do over the next couple weeks. We've got some uh, fun filler ideas that I think you guys will enjoy as we wait for hockey to come back, but we'd love to uh, solicit feedback on those too. So for uh, Dave, Shane, and Adam Hill, I'm Ben Goat. Thanks for listening, everyone, and make sure to stay safe out there. If you have loved ones that rely on your income, you need life insurance. But finding the best quote shouldn't take a lifetime. With Policy Genius, you could save 50% or more by comparing quotes from America's top insurers. First, head to policygenius.com. In minutes, Policy Genius will compare prices starting at as little as $1 a day. You might even be eligible to fast track your coverage with a no exam policy. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team handles all the paperwork and red tape. If you have any questions, their team of licensed independent experts is on hand to help. In fact, Policy Genius's award winning service has a five star rating across thousands of reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Make today the day you cross life insurance off your list and get protection for your loved ones. You could save 50% or more by comparing quotes. To get covered, Head to policygenius.com today.